All righty, joining us now is the latest Australian punter to make it to a bowl game. He's a pro kick alum and 2023 Mountain West champion. And here, some of these stats. Just listen to these, mate, while you're sitting there. First in the country for average yards per punt. Fourth for net yards. Eighth with the longest punt of the year with 71 yards. And a Ray Guide Award semi-finalist, number 46 for the Boise State Broncos, Mr. James Ferguson Reynolds. How are you, mate? No, good, thank you. Appreciate that intro. Nice to come on. And, uh, yeah, appreciate you having me on. No, you're giving up your time, which we uh, appreciate. And we've had a few of your pro kick alum on here, and they uh, we always love getting you boys on, so I really appreciate it, mate. That's good. Appreciate it. You're uh, a Geelong boy, from what I can find. Is that where we were born and raised? No, I was actually born and raised up in King Lake, um, up in the hills. So, um, yeah, top of Victoria and grew up there. Did most of my local footy and uh, growing up around there. And then, uh, actually, fun fact, I grew up in the Black Saturday bushfires and, uh, yeah, I travelled Australia with the family for 14 months. So I got that smashed out and uh, pretty cool trip, pretty interesting. And then uh, found myself in Geelong and, uh, yeah, built built a home there with the family and uh, grew up there. So, yeah, from about 10, grew up in Geelong. Yeah, right. I'm uh, not far from me, King Lake, so I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, one thing I normally do start with, and I've missed it already, but we'll get it here, is three people, just to get an idea, a bit of an icebreaker, three people that you'd have at a dinner party, mate. Three people? I would probably go with... Sports, otherwise, whatever you want. Probably go with Donald Trump, big businessman. We'd love to have a, sit down and have a chat with him. Uh, pick his mind on some stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Another one's Conor McGregor. Um, Love the guy, love what he's doing. Um, then I'll probably go with either Tom Brady or Eminem. Interesting choices. Yeah, yeah. we'll give you four. You can have both of those boys there. So that's uh, a pretty wide range. You're obviously a businessman by the sounds of it. Uh, yeah. Trump and McGregor having their own business styles, I guess that'll be pretty heavy going into there. Yeah, pick the mind of both of them. That'd be a pretty interesting chat, wouldn't it? Mm, definitely Trump. Trump's probably the most interesting one that we've had. I don't know if we've had him yet, so I like that one. That's good. Uh, as we mentioned, mate, you've, you've, you started off in the country, you did a bit of travel, and then you've ended up in the country. So as a country kid, I'm imagining sport was a pretty big part of you growing up. Yep. Yeah, big time. I, uh, I was always a kid, you know, growing up, kicking balls around the house and breaking lights and kicking it at walls, and mum was always screaming at me. Um, you know, I've always... Growing up on land too, so um, always growing up on dirt bikes and, and all the outdoor activities with my brothers and and the old man. So, um, yeah, always grew up back active and, and doing stuff and, and playing sports. And I played basketball and um, soccer and just every sport you think of. I grew up loving it, cricket. Um, yeah, just loved kicking balls and, and playing sport. And uh, played local footy growing up, played for Bannockburn um, and then Bell Park. Um, Footy didn't really end up where it uh, where I originally wanted it to. Um, you know, always had the dream of playing AFL footy up until, you know, the age of 18 happened. And um, I was actually, I'm not sure if you know, the Rookie Me, they're uh, an academy. Um, yeah, I grew up um, chasing that dream with them and um, good connection I made. Hawthorne legend, rookie uh, Robbie Campbell, um, you know, he's been an awesome mentor for me, um, you know, not only in the footy world, but then, transitioning across to the American stuff too. It's, um, you know, he's been a great leader in that sense. But, yeah, I grew up playing footy, absolutely loved it. And, you know, that was the only thing I saw myself doing really. Um, 
yeah, I was uh, the sport nut of the family. The other boys weren't really very sporty or active. You know, they love their dirt bikes and other stuff, but yeah. You you mentioned that you played a fair bit of it. Like, you actually even got to go to the draft combine, which very few kids get to do uh, each year. What was it that changed from, you know, the AFL dream to, you know, I can actually kick a spiral and, and punt these balls pretty far? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the draft combine, that was just a very special and unique um, experience for me, you know, doing that with the rookie me boys too. That was uh, really cool. And that's sort of when... Um, the sporting world kind of just hit me and took me for that little bit serious path, Um, you know, reflecting back on my footy days. And, you know, I think uh, there could have been a bit more commitment and dedication there. And, you know, that's probably why I didn't make it to the next, the next stage. Um, So uh, it sort of hit me all at once and obviously wasn't a sniff in the AFL draft. So, you know, I heard all about, you know, the guys, the likes of Michael Dixon and uh, Wisniewski at the 49ers and stuff like that. And, sort of looked at their path and, uh, you know, I love sport. I actually went away and, and worked for about six months on construction with dad and, um, you know, it kind of hit me hard that you know, I don't want to be on a shovel anymore. I want to be doing what I love and, and playing sport. So kind of uh, looked into their journey and how they, um, I suppose, went about that and then found pro kick and, uh, you know, gave it a good thought. And I was never that kid that would ever move countries away from mom, big, uh, big mama's boy. So, Moving away from home was a bit scary, but um, yeah, I, uh, I gave that a go and went down and had a chat with Chappie and Johnny, and uh, yeah, they uh, thought I had a bit of potential and some talent. Um, oh, they went down for the first day and the kicks were spraying here and there, but the, the occasional big ball came out. So um, yeah, I knew there was a lot of technique work to be done, but um, yeah, saw some potential in me and then uh, made the decision with the family to to go for it and followed my dream and passion what I wanted to do when I was a little kid. So. Yeah, that was sort of the path growing up. Did you spend most of your time at the, or I guess it's a satellite down in the Pro Kick in Geelong? Yes, that was where I spent most of my time um, under Tommy Hornsey. You know, he uh, had a great career down in Memphis and winning the Ray Guy and um, going on to the, the Cowboys for a couple of seasons there. And uh, yeah, so got really, really good training from them and, and spent most of my time in Geelong and came up for the occasional kicking session with Chappie and Johnny up in Melbourne. So um, yeah, tapped into a few different coaches and stuff. So, yeah, they're all good. You know, Chappie's very technical and, and such a great, harsh coach that, you know, you need sometimes, you know, experiencing coming from America and, and uh, you know, giving that insight to American life. And Tommy was great. You know, he's, he's done it himself. So, um, yeah, it was great insight learning from those guys. And how, so working with Johnny, we all know, uh, we're going to get Johnny on the actual podcast one day. He's, he's promised to come on and tell us a few stories, but we know that he, he's up all night speaking to all the different colleges and, and working out which punter goes where. How did we settle on Boise State? And, you know, what, how, what, what, what was it about Boise State that was like, yeah, that's where I want to go? Yeah, I don't think that man sleeps, to be quite honest. I, uh, nah, he genuinely you know, doesn't. <laughs> go on Facebook Messenger and he's active and it's like 3 a.m. where he is. It's uh, yeah, a bit crazy. He's uh, he's done a lot of work and stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't think that man sleeps. But um, the way that like Pro Kick and, and Boise State worked out is, you know, that the typical American way is you go through high school and all these schools come and hit you up and, um, you know, you get to pick a hat and pick where you go. But Pro Kick sort of, uh, and this is where Johnny does such a great job and up all hours of the night, he picks – 
he picks places where these guys fit in, um, you know, whether that be living, unfootball-related teams, coaching. Um, you know, Boise was just a perfect fit and perfect timing with the special teams coach they had there at the, at the time. And, um, yeah, it was just a great location for me and fit it really well being a country kid. You know, Boise's a, more of a country scene and up in the hills, up in Idaho. So, um, yeah, a perfect fit for me. And then, um, yeah, the opportunity came and he – he actually texted me, I think it was like nine in the morning, just woke up for a random day and, and go on a training. And he said, hey, mate, you got a phone call in one hour. You've got to be on with Boise State. I'm freaking out, driving back home, trying to get on this Zoom call to, to have a chat with the coach. So it all started from there. And, yeah, it was pretty cool. The one thing that I've always – I've actually probably not directly, but you've always followed – I've always followed Boise State because they stand out. They've got a bright blue field for those that don't know. And uh, it really does. So you just flick a channel, you see the blue field, you know exactly where you are. What? And the other thing about Boise State, they have so many different uniforms. Do you have a favourite? Yeah, I, uh, I can't go past the all black. Um, and, you know, looking up, you know, when I heard of Boise State, you go, oh, you know, where's Boise? You know, what's, what's this all about? Especially coming from little kid in Geelong and, um, you know, you look it up and obviously the big famous blue field and, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And it's, it was weird to see for the first time, you know, a big football field painted in blue. Um, but yeah, Boise is, you know, one of the, I think they're the most winningest, uh, program in college football at the moment. So, um, you know, the blues are a pretty scary place for opponents to come. I think our record is 120 to nine losses on the blue. So, um, yeah, our record's unreal at the moment at the Blues. So it's a unique place, unique spot to play football. But, uh, yeah, used to it now, which is weird. So it's cool. Yeah, for sure. So for those that don't know, you said it's in Idaho, but whereabouts in America is it? And, you know, I'm sitting here, it's 32 degrees currently where I am. But what's it like where you are, mate? Yeah, it's uh, so Idaho's top left just next to Seattle up in, up north. So, um, yeah, it's very cold. It was actually snowing this morning just out the window. So, uh a lot of snow at the moment. It's only just snowing in the last week, so it'll be. I think it's near. Uh, I think it's like minus six overnight. So, um, yeah, it gets pretty cold here around Christmas time, and uh, towards the end of the season, it gets a bit chilly. We're sitting on the bench with the heated, heated benches and the gloves on, so it gets cold. So once you decided to sign, that was in October 2021. How quick was the turnaround for you to be in Boise State? Yeah, that uh, the signing period was a wild ride for me. Um, you know, coming at the end of COVID period and lockdown and everything. You know, I never got to come on an, an official visit. I had to do it all via Zoom and um, and all that. So, uh, you know, it was Boise kind of took their time recruiting me. Normally, it was a quicker process with some of the other guys from Pro Kick. Um, it took about really six months for me to commit there. Um, you know, I always had a a chat with the coaches every couple of weeks and, and kept in touch. Um, so never really had the official word. I was going for quite a few months and um, it hit around October time. Um, they offered me the scholarship, accepted it. And then uh, it was sort of, you know, the race is on now. We want you in January, right after Christmas. So um, at the time we were walk, uh, working with the consulate, trying to get visas out. Cause I know a few of the other pro kick boys are trying to go to and they're, it was kind of a disaster at the time. The consulate um, weren't handing out visas and weren't communicating with everyone. And it was all just such a race to get visas to head over. Um, so, 
it was a very stressful time. Um, you know, I was packed. Actually, I had my my uh, my bags packed. I was communicating with the coaches, and you know, they wanted me. And uh, you know, obviously, being a student athlete, you got you got classes and stuff starting in January too. So I had to be over there for to start college. And um, yeah, it was all a race. I think I had to be there on the sixth. And uh, I actually had my bags packed, sitting at the door, not knowing, you know, whether I'm going now or tomorrow you know it was crazy time for the family but um it was coming up against i think it was uh january 4th or 5th um you know the consulate actually hit us back for the first time in about a month and said your visa's ready come pick it up and it was all just a mad race from then i think there was like four five of us pokey boys who literally drove to the consulate to pick up our visas on the way to the airport to fly out um yeah so it was a pretty crazy time the end of covid there but um yeah it was a wild ride yeah shit and, and not knowing must be a real mental game not only for you but you mentioned you're a mama's boy how was she handled and the family handled you like you said driving to the consulate and you know one day you don't know if you're leaving and then the next day you're actually gone so how's how's the family handled you actually leaving to the other side of the country, or the world oh mate it's been uh it's been wild um you know, that just alone, not knowing when you're going, you know, spending Christmas. Am I having Christmas? Am I going to go? Waiting for an answer, just refreshing emails. I think dad just put on a few more gray hairs, just calling the consulate and going nuts every day, um, just trying to get answers. But, um, yeah, it was a very stressful time, but uh, it was a relief at the same time. You know, you're still going. So, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. You know, mum mom was, you know, a few tears were, were sh- uh, shared, but, uh you know, it was all, you know, they love me. They they support me and wanted me to go do this. And, um, you know, that first flight's a bit daunting. You know, heading over the other side of the world and always lived at home and had home-cooked meals and everything like that. So it was uh, pretty crazy times. And, um, you know, the first six months, um, I got to come home my first time in May. So I had January through May, came home and uh, found out that mum actually had breast cancer. Um, so it was a very tough time for the family then. And it was... Hard being the other side of the world, but you know that that girl's a, a warrior. So shout out, mum. You know she fought through it, and you know she'll hate saying it, but she's cancer free now. So she's a she's a warrior and gone through that. So it was a first. You know that first year was very uh, challenging time for the family, but uh, you know I think playing football over here to help push her through, and um, you know being able to watch me on TV and stuff was pretty good. So it was challenging. Yeah, shit, and you've to chuck that on top. Huge shout out to your mum for beating cancer mate that is uh that is enormous so uh it doesn't matter what we're doing in life um to have that kind of news when you're so far away that's that's another challenge on top which so shout out to mum and shout out to you for getting through that time mate but we'll we'll pick it up a little bit you've got through pre-season training you've got all your studies you know how, how are you adjusting to college life at that time when you've just got over there yeah it all just hit at once you know uh, hit back on you know landing there late and uh, having to jump literally straight into straight into college I think I had a one-day turnaround you know I landed I think it was uh in the afternoon grabbed a meal with the coach and then uh set up my room and uh and living situation and unpacked my bags and had dinner and I was at training the following morning so you know coming off a big flight it was all just bang 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 go so um yeah, it was weird, but, uh, you know, it's, it's an all-round sport here too. Um, you know, there's not much break. So it's, you know, you finish your season and then it's straight into off-season training and pre-season. So it's, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It sort of hit me hard really quick and, and especially the college life and trying to manage all that 
you know, people don't really realize the commitment um, to uh, the college life and then sports as well. So, you know, I'd have to wake up 5, 6 a.m. Uh, preseason and be at the facility and training from 5 till about noon, um, 11.30 noon, and then just straight to class and uh, you might have one or two classes a day in the afternoon. And then after your classes, you come back for position meetings, team meetings, um, grab some dinner and then hit the hay and then back at it the following day all through the week. So it was very, it hit me very hard. You know, I actually got a week in and called mum and dad. I'm like, dude, what what are we doing? What have I just jumped into? You know, this is crazy. Um, you know, having to fend for myself and cook and, and do all that was, uh, it all hit pretty hard, pretty quick. Um, but yeah, settled in really well. You know, the boys and the team are awesome and really welcoming. And, um, you know, the, the coaches did a great job of adapting me to college life. And, you know, the coaches are there every step of the way. They want you there. And, um, you know, all the other boys are great and teaching you all the tricks and getting you through college and classes and helping you out. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it was a wild transition, but, uh, yeah, just very busy. So 4th of September rolls around in 2022. So that's pretty much a year after you signed or like give or take a few weeks. Yep. Um, all the training's finally over and, and you head up to Oregon State for your first start. How's that feeling, mate? Yeah, that was unreal. That was just a dream come true that weekend. Um, you know, I still remember it every every step of the way. You know, we fly up the night before and have a couple of position meetings and, and team meetings and stuff like that. And then we stay in a hotel the night, um, the night before and then uh, wake up game day, you know, have a team breakfast and, you know, the nerves started hitting in then. And, um, yeah, you just all the pregame nerves and and, uh, and everything like that. And then you jump on the team bus and, you know, the police escort itself um, rolling through town and the town, the whole town's just, you know, it's like grand final day back home. The whole town's just on watch and it's, it's all just stop. And, 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 you know, driving through town with the police escort and seeing all the fans and everything walking the streets, yelling and screaming at your bus, you know, driving into a hostile environment like Oregon State, you know, the passion of fans, like I think there's like 70,000 there or something. Yeah, it was uh, nuts. You know, the nerves coming in on that bus driving to the stadium was pretty, were pretty high. And uh, you know, it was one of those moments again. Like, what have I just walked into? Um, yeah, it was a very surreal moment. And then just, yeah, just getting changed in the locker room and and coming back out. And you know, warm ups was just amazing. It was hard to focus on, you know, executing your role and you know, doing what you're there to do and just you know, trying to take it all in at the same time and and realizing what you're there for. Um, and I think it's, I think that was uh, my first punt. Um, <laughs> I think it only went like 36 yards or something. And then they, they really brought the pressure on that one and felt the rush there. And um, yeah, nerves have never been so high before. Just, you know, I think I was like 50, 60 odd thousand just screaming at you. Um, yeah, it was a loud environment. And uh, not sure if many people know the, the football terms, but there was a, you know, before a punt, there's a cadence. Um, you know, you got your shield there giving you a cadence, and I didn't hear nothing, so I was just trying to wait for that ball to be snapped back to me. And uh, yeah, the nerves are pretty high, but yeah, it was an unreal moment just getting that first one out, just you know, get it off and um, get a decent result, and got that done. And then uh, my second punt was backed up in the end zone, had my heels at the end zone, backed up to their fan base, and their fan base were just a an arm's length away from me screaming. A lot of things I can't repeat on camera. So, um, yeah, I've never been so nervous before in my life at that moment. But, uh, yeah, it was a, a wild experience, that one. It was cool. 
Huge to go from, like you said, your first punch 36 yards to your averaging nearly 50 now. So I think you've picked up the game pretty well. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, big jump from last year. And uh, I think it's just an experience thing now and, and a confidence thing. Um, you know, I've had a lot of great mentors and, and stuff like that to help me through. And just, you know, um, I think last year, you know, I was um, – focusing too much on like the shield and the rush and and the pressure coming at me rather than just worrying about my job and what I got to execute and just relying on my my guys up front to do their job and do their role and block for me and uh yeah just believe in them and believe that they'll do their job and and now just focusing on my craft and what I have to do has really helped I think this year and just having that confidence to go out there and you know just thinking you know it's a punt at the end of the day it's not that not the end of the world um, yeah, I've gone out this year and just be cool, calm, and like collected and have fun with it. And um, yeah, it's really helped me this year. Yeah, huge. And specific to your role, like I listed off a lot of your accomplishments before. You know, you had some last year as well with the uh, the All American. I think you got All American again this year, as you said. But to hear your name called out in the the Ray Guy semi as a semi finalist, which is down to eight out of the you know, the entire country. How does that feel knowing that, you know, it's it's so specific to your role and, you know, you're you're within the top eight of the of the country? Yeah, mate, it's uh that was you know, it was a dream come true just to be in that semi finals list. It was uh it was unreal. You know, coming from last year and having the season I did, I think I averaged I think it was just shy of forty two. Um, you know, you look at the the top ten list from last year and you know, I remember reflecting on it last year, the end of the year and I think, geez, it's going to take me a lot of work to get up in that top 10 even and, uh, you know, how do these guys do it? And, you know, you look at look to these top 10 and think, oh, these guys have got a good, you know, these guys are going to end up getting drafted and go on to the NFL. And, um, yeah, I never really saw that for myself. And, and uh, obviously this year hit and had a good fall camp and, you know, I built some confidence and there was a change in, uh, in coaching staff and the guy um, that's in now, Tyler Rasa, he's – been in the NFL system and, and been across all the sports. Um, you know, he's played arena football. He's been to the um, Canadian league. You know, he's done all these different leagues and he's fresh out the system. So having a guy like that in my pocket and fresh out the system really helped me with uh, in confidence and really knowing the role. So, um, yeah, had a good fall camp and then heading into this year, um, you know, just just a confidence builder. Just, um, you know, I think I, you know, played against UW first game and, and had a good game there. I think I averaged 53 across six punts. So um, I think I was, I was just more focused on having a good start, um, you know, get the first game out, have a good start, really, really attack it straight away. And I um, uh, came out first um, across the board on average and stuff in the first week. So it was a really good confidence booster, you know, just to really hold my role there and hold my spot for the rest of the year. So, um, that sort of sent the benchmark um, for the rest of the year after that, that first game against Washington. So just trying to keep that level of consistency, um, yeah, I think helped me out a lot. So you, you mentioned this, how like, scrutinised it is and and things like that around campus and, you know, when you head into a, an, inter- or an out-of-state uh, game. How, how have you handled the extra media? We're going to get on to, you know, the win in the past couple of weeks as well as the bowl game, but... The extra media, you know, not only outside but also on the campus. How have you handled all that? Yeah, it's um, it's been crazy. You know, it's it's coming from last year too. You know, being the new kid, no one really knows you. Um, you know, to this year, 
having a good you know, good season and uh you know our team's been a bit up and down you know we've lost their head coach and um lost a couple of good key players um so it's it's been up and down in the media so i guess uh this with the season i've had um you know it's been a highlight for um the fan base and and media and uh and things like that and i've had a, a fair bit of media attention um you know, I've actually had guys and fans dress up as kangaroos in the crowd. Um, had my own walkout song. They played the Down Under, the Australian Down Under song as, um, as I'm running out for a punt. So it was a bit of a buzz. But, yeah, been a lot of uh, media attention. And um, this year I've actually been stopped on campus for photos and stuff heading to class. So, um, yeah, it's very strange walking around town and, and uh, having people notice you and, and stop for photos and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, it's given me that extra confidence boost to go out there and, and really um, have a good performance again. So, yeah, it's been weird. What about the preparation? Like you said, you've come from the AFL background um, and a lot of us who would listen to this podcast and be around here would understand the AFL week leading into a game. But what's the difference uh, leading into a game over there? Yeah, it's um, it's a bit different. Um, you know, it's it's obviously... You know, you're a student athlete, you've got classes and stuff and you've got a lot more things on your plate. I feel like uh, I feel like we'd honestly put in more hours than the the AFL player would. You know, we're there from 5, 6 a.m. all the way up until, you know, 8 o'clock, 7.30 at night, um, you know, just training, meetings. I've never sat through so many meetings in my life. There is, they just don't stop over here. They love their meetings, but... Uh, um, yeah, preparation uh, for me, I guess, is uh, a bit more intense, um, you know, with the, the hype the other boys give it. Um, and, you know, it's I try and uh, I think that's coming from my success used to, um, not trying to hype myself up too much during the week. You know, I try to get away from the sport, um, try and get a, my mind away from the game itself on come a Thursday and a Friday, I try and stay away and uh, just relax and go play golf with the boys or, um, yeah, just, just distract myself at the end of the week and finish all my schoolwork um, the first half and get college done um, before Wednesday, Thursday rolls around and then it's it's game time and switch on around Friday when we head to the hotel and um, game time on Saturday. So, um, yeah, preparation starts Sunday. You know, we play Saturday and then it's um, roll in the next day, recovery, team meetings, and then we're straight on to the next opponent. Um, yeah, so it's a lot. You said it's been a big couple of weeks and, and I just want to talk about the experience of winning the Mountain West Championship and then the preparation for the upcoming. It's the LA Bowl brought to us by Gronk, which is awesome, uh, against UCLA. So just those two experiences that you've had so far, mate. Oh yeah, the uh, the Mount West Championship that was just a dream come true, man. That was uh, you know it's like the equivalent of winning a grand final over here. So um, you know I've actually I've been like three and zero in grand finals. You know I grew up playing footy and uh, I think I've lost like two or three grannies now. So it's not been a good track record. And um, I actually so my freshman year last year we actually made it to the the championship game and you know that's where the history of Boise State's been really dominant. Um, and we actually played that on the blue um, and actually lost that in my first year. So that was real deflating for the team and um, kind of hit hard. And, you know, there was that feeling of unfinished business there and, and the guys were really hungry to go do that again. And, um, 
you know, we came back this year firing and, uh, yeah, it all worked out. There was a, a three-way tie, so it all worked out funny. Um, and it's all based on computer rankings and uh, and things like that and percentages who made it to the top two. So we ended up uh, coming up against UNLV, so Vegas in Vegas, um, which alone was just a dream come true, you know, playing in the Raiders Stadium there at Allegiant. Um, that itself is just unreal experience itself, just playing in an NFL stadium and, in a big dome like that. So we, uh, yeah, the, uh, the energy all week was, um, you know, it was unreal, just the hype around the game and couldn't get your mind off it. And, um, you know, you, you grow up as a kid, you know, um, watching movies on Vegas and, you know, you never thought you'd be on the main stage in, in Las Vegas in the USA playing a championship game, fighting for a ring. So, um, yeah, it was just an unreal thought in itself. And, you know, the, the preparation leading into Vegas was just amazing and, and something I'll never forget. And then uh, we got there and uh, flew in and we actually parked next to, what's uh, um, his name, the USC fighter. Oh, it's gone past me now. I'm not Conor McGregor. Um, no, one of the other big USC fighters, you know, so you, you're parking next to these big million-dollar private jets and you're rolling into Las Vegas and... Um, had a police escort straight down the main strip of uh, Las Vegas and straight to the hotel and, you know, there's fans going everywhere. And, um, yeah, that night was a bit of a buzz, just trying to sleep. And then and, uh, the following morning we uh, travelled through the the uh, stadium and, yeah, just seeing the buzz around the stadium and all the fans was just something else. And, uh, yeah, played there. And I think I had my quietest day of the year and only had two punts there. So, um yeah, spent a lot of time just cheering on the sidelines, sitting on the bench, waiting for my opportunity. But uh, went out and had two punts, and we uh, came away with a blowout win, which was awesome, and, and celebrated there. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. Just the night I'll never forget. So, and then that leads straight into the LA Bowl in a couple of weeks. So you got a, a good run up to it. What does that look like, mate? Yeah. So the the winner of the championship um, goes on to play LA, and and that's in. Uh, SoFi Stadium where the Chargers play so hosted by Gronk like you said and um yeah it's an unreal unreal experience going against UCLA and you know they're they're a pretty tough side so it's going to be a good battle um yeah just the preparation for that so that's uh it's been two weeks um uh leading up to that so we had a bit of a quiet week off last week just to sit back and enjoy the win and um yeah finish off college we're coming to the end of the semester here so just get you uh your college down and just sit back and, and take five, look after our bodies and, and get ready for UCLA. So we started preparing Sunday um, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. So we'll – bowl games look a bit different. So that's – it's a bit of a bonus grand final, I guess, um, you know, opportunity to get another ring. And um, bowl games are a really cool experience. You know, you get to head down. So we head off tomorrow. So – spend a week in LA with the guys, you know, we're going to, uh, I think they have got a day in uh, universal studios, you know, we go to top golf. We still uh, train and practice down there. So um, yeah, a week long trip down there will be pretty cool in LA. Um, and then, yeah, we play, uh, I think it's UCLA. I think it was four thirty on Saturday. So um, yeah, it's going to be an unreal experience playing there too. And then post got a bowl game. What does that look like for you, mate? It's that's obviously straight into the off season. And and how does that look for you? Yeah, I uh, so I uh, we played that Saturday, and then I got the night off. So 
probably just seeing some family and friends in LA and then uh, I fly out the next night. So um, straight home and home for Christmas, which is good. Um, yeah, a lot of other bowl games are a bit scattered and the, the timings are a bit uh, a bit funky and other guys, you know, have bowl games up to Christmas, so they've got to stay here too. But yeah, lucky enough to have a, an early bowl game and fly home and see the fan for Christmas, which will be good. Um, so I get just under a month off and then back uh, mid-January for pre-season and, and go again. So, um, yeah, looking forward to the break, just to rest the body and the leg and have some time off. Yeah, for sure, mate. Uh, uh, like I said at the start, I can't appreciate enough for you guys giving up your time and, and coming on. So uh, just a couple more questions to finish. Is So you've got a couple more seasons of eligibility and then – What's what's the ultimate goal after that? Is NFL now on? You know, you said looking at the radio top ten, you think, oh, it's a long way away. But now you're a part of that. Is the NFL, you know, on on the list or? Yeah, NFL's always been on the list, and that's that's the main goal. You know, I want to get to the end the NFL, and um, you know, I, I even though I was a a top ten and and leading the average this year, there's still a lot more work to be done, and um, you know, it's you know, always going to fight fight for your spot, and I know. You know, you just can't take the foot off the gas. You know, the, there's been a lot of, um, you know, I've been watching a lot of the selections and guys getting drafted and a lot of guys miss out. Um, so, you know, still a lot more work to, to be done and for me to prove myself yet. So, yeah, still got two more years of eligibility to, to go out there and do my thing and, and just step it up each year. And, um, yeah, I really want to get to the NFL and, and hopefully, hopefully one day be drafted. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be keeping across Boise State and then watching the Big Blue for sure. Last question: You're coming back home for holidays, but uh, will we ever see you back here permanently, or are you an American now? That's a very good question, man. I, uh, Mum's watching. Remember that. <laughs> I like. No, I, uh, I love Australia, man. There's, uh, you know, nothing compares to back home. So probably be back home. You know, I love home. I miss the footy. I miss a, a sausage roll. I miss a bloody schnitty and gravy. I miss all the food and everything. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, good answer. Just keep mum happy. Just yeah. enough. <laughs> it's nice, mate. But like I said, we'll we'll keep on top of you, uh, especially coming into this weekend's game and uh, and going forward, mate. But like I said, can't appreciate you coming on enough, mate. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it.